Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Advent series on the PECOM Podcast. friends. It's Pastor Courtney here with you on this third week of Advent. We are headed toward the beautiful celebration of Christmas, but we're not there yet. We are in a time of preparation and a time of holy longing, a time where we think about the birth of Christ and we also think about the end of the world, our own mortality, the fleeting time we have here and the reminders throughout scripture to prepare our hearts, to prepare our souls, to prepare ourselves, to prepare our world. Pastor Daryl spoke on Sunday about John the Baptist. We are following the scripture lectionary, which means we are preaching on the same texts that our brothers and sisters at the Lutheran Church and the Methodist Church and the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church are using. And I love that in this season, we're spending multiple weeks with John the Baptist because he is, for me, he is the spirit of Advent. He is this kooky figure who no one can really pin down. He's a little bit wild. He's a little bit unpredictable. And I think he reminds us of something very deeply true and important about the season of Advent, which is that Christ will come again, and it will not be as we've pictured it, as we've planned it, as we've imagined it. It will be, Scripture tells us, like a thief in the night, like lightning that flashes across the sky. Advent is a time of anticipation. It is also a time where we look back over the year as we are preparing for the new year, and so this week, and I'll be back with you the final week of December, the final Tuesday in December, and I want to talk a little bit about that reflection. And first, I want to talk about some of the best books I've read in the year 2022, in case you are looking for great reads for a new year. So today I'm going to talk about nonfiction reads, best nonfiction reads of 2022, The first is Makoto Fujimura's book, Culture Care. Makoto Fujimura is a visual artist. He he paints. He makes these beautiful, beautiful paintings, often centered around a passage of scripture or a particular psalm. But he writes about culture care and what is it to be stewards of our culture, to be part of this world that God has placed us in, to point toward truth and goodness and beauty It is a fairly short read, and it is a very thoughtful, beautiful book. Highly recommend Makoto Fujimura's Creation Care. Secondly, and this book was gifted to me right before sabbatical by Harvest Ruggio. Harvest, thank you. Second book is by Rich Viotis, and it's called Good and Beautiful and Kind. I read Rich's book, The Deeply Formed Life, a few years ago and so enjoyed it. It is about allowing God to shape us with the deeper, truer things of life, spiritual practices, rhythms of prayer and silence and solitude. 
And this book kind of picks up that thread. And it actually is a good companion to Fujimura's culture care. It talks about how the people of God, the people of Christ, are called to be formed by goodness and beauty and kindness. It is a little bit of an antidote to the culture wars where we see Christians in the public square behaving in all sorts of ways that are not very Christ-like, as though we can bring the kingdom of God around through politics or violence or shaming the other side. And instead, Rich, Rich writes this beautiful theology of moving towards something, that we are not just Christians who say no to the things that God calls us to say no to, but we are, we are people who can be winsome in our theology and in our posturing and in our conversations, who can be invitational in our lives to our neighbors, to strangers, which dovetails nicely. See, these books are building upon one another with uh, my third recommendation for this year, which is Catherine McNeil's book, Fearing Bravely. We studied this book on the women's retreat in March, and Catherine McNeil has become a friend of mine through various writing circles. Her voice is so thoughtful and so engaging and just deeply grounded in scripture and a love for Jesus. But she writes about how God calls us to reach across the aisle, to reach across our neighborhoods, to love not only our neighbors, which as we all know, can be difficult enough. We all have that neighbor who uses the leaf blower at six in the morning or who has the wind chime collection or who is letting their cactus grow all the way into our yard. That one's just hypothetical. That's not happening to us right now. Um, Maybe it is. Or we're talking about how to how to address that because our kids keep getting stabbed by our neighbor's cactus. Um, it's hard enough to love our neighbors. Loving strangers is a step beyond that. But then she dives into the biblical imperative to love our enemies. It is beautifully written. It is steeped in scripture. It is very, very thoughtful. Highly recommend it to you. Most of the women who went on the women's retreat walked away with a copy of it and just a deeper understanding and appreciation for the difficult and beautiful work God calls us to. Third and finally, Alicia Akins wrote a book this year called Invitations to Abundance. I believe it actually came out near the end of 2021, but sometimes I read books over a longer period of time, so it's fitting in one of my great reads for 2022 categories. This book is about the feasts of the Bible, the many different times, the many different ways God invites his people to the table. From Psalm 23, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies, to the Old Testament feasts to the New Testament where Jesus makes wine at the wedding in a miraculous way. What does it mean that God calls us to abundance, not to scarcity? And this is very different than saying, if you follow God, you have health and wealth and nothing will ever be bad or terrible in your life. That's not what she's saying. She's talking about how God calls us to this abundance of love and grace and hope, how God calls us to extend this feast to one another. Alicia has become a friend. She's actually been to our church a number of times when she's come out to visit us. She lives in Washington, D.C., but she is a wise guide and a person of deep integrity who loves scripture 
so, so deeply. Highly recommend Alicia Aiken's Invitations to Abundance. My friends, what have you been reading this year? What books are you looking forward to that are coming out in 2023? What lights up your heart? One of the questions Daryl and I ask each other, we usually drink tea together and have a 10-minute check-in every day. It's, it's funny, folks often assume that we spend tons and tons of time together, but the truth is between the kids and the church, we often, that 10-minute check-in is often the time that we really get to connect. And in that time, we try not to talk about church only and not to talk about the kids only, but to talk about things like our spiritual lives and the life of the mind. And one of our questions is, what's the most interesting thing you've read recently? And sometimes that will lead us to a column in the New York Times, Isa McCauley, uh, Anglican minister and Wheaton College professor, has a regular column that we both love, Ezra Klein. Um, who, to my knowledge, is not a believer, has a column in the New York Times where he often brings opposing factions together to talk and have a conversation and to learn from both sides. His, his column that came out today is about what we can learn from the Quaker faith tradition, about silence and listening and going deeper. So that's my question for you, friends. What have you been reading lately? Maybe there's a particular psalm that you've fallen in love with. Maybe there's a columnist that you really enjoy. Maybe there's a fiction book that has been a wonderful read for you. I am going to bring you some fiction recommendations, my favorite fiction from 2022 on the podcast at the end of the month. Happy Advent, my friends. It is a season of anticipation. It is, it is a season of hope. It is a season of expectation. And my prayer for you is that in this season, you would hear the still small voice of the Spirit. You would remember the wild voice of John the Baptist calling throughout the ages, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. The voice of Isaiah The mountains will be made low. The valleys will be raised up. Prepare the way. My friends, it is so good to be back with you. Thank you again to Jeff Given and Dan Van Voris who have kept this podcast going in my absence. I am just very, very happy to be back and to be back with all of you. Let me know what you're reading, write and tell me about it, Courtney.Ellis at mypcom.com, where you can stop by the church office. I'm usually in Sunday through Wednesday, and I would love to connect with you this holiday season and beyond. Catch me up on your last three months. What have you read? What have you learned? What has been difficult? We are looking forward to catching up with all of you. And also thank you for your patience as we, as we get our footing underneath us again. We are getting those engines up and running But it takes a few minutes. It does take a few minutes. We feel a little bit like we're trying to mount a galloping horse in the middle of a river. (laughs) Like just, Just slow down for a second. We are catching up, but it will take some time. Thank you for the gift of sabbatical. Until next time, I look forward to being with you again, dear friends. Take care, be well, and God bless. 